Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. Damn, I gotta say, Kyle sounds chill as hell. Oh, Kyle's a super chill dude. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociablists. And I know normally you come to us for a factually based discourse about uh, the political left and what travesties await us in our current political uh, capitalist hellscape. Today, we're gonna be doing something a little bit different. We're just going to be uh, freeforming about some of our very legitimate and totally not ridiculous predictions for the coming year in this fine country of ours. And fortunately, uh, we managed to get a wonderful guest to help us do that. Uh, you might know him as Chunt the Badger from Hello the Magic Tavern, or you might uh, have heard his podcasts Hey Riddle Riddle or Siblings Peculaire. It is Adel Rafai. Oh, I didn't see there. Hello. Come on in. Hey. Uh, no, I need six six feet, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's raining outside. I was just trying to be nice, but I guess fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I brought two umbrellas. Don't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to kind of be uh, freeforming this one, so I hope you don't mind hanging in there, our fine listening audience. But yeah, guys, uh, I'd say starting off with the big thing, this mm-hmm. coming presidential election, it's, uh, it's, it's a real doozy, but I have a feeling what's going to happen is uh, Trump's going to get assassinated, Biden's going to have a brain aneurysm, and in a special runoff election... The Cubs are going to win it all this year. It's going to be Chicago Cubs 2020. It's their, I think they are due because they haven't won a presidential election since um, maybe the 1800s or so, since that goat was killed. Yeah, I think it was the 1898 uh, election that they actually took away from the Bull Moose Party in its early days before it reemerged later, two decades. Mm -hmm. that, that That was a heck of an election. I think if the Cubs win... It seems only right and fair and correct for them to name LL Cool J as vice president, since he is, in fact, the the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. That's the name of at least one of his albums. So I feel like they should it should be Cubs president, LL Cool J vice president. Well, that's, that seems like a top-notch ticket to me. Certainly beats Kanye. Well, I we got to get... he just dropped out. Did he? No oh, way. I didn't catch that. Good for him. <laughs> Total bummer, total bummer. Because the White House could have been in Wyoming. <laughs> I am very relieved to see that there is uh, no Kanye in this election, actually, or here. That's uh, good news. <laughs> I think my prediction, when Trump will most likely lose this year's election, let's be honest. I think hey. what's going to happen is he's it's going to be sort of a schoolyard rules where he's going to take his ball and go home. And by ball, I mean the presidency. So he's going to take that back to New York with him and pout. So I don't I think we're I think this is the last year we're going to have a president after that, starting in in 2021. I believe we're just going to have like uh, I don't know if it's going to be like national mayor or what the what the expression will be. But I don't think we'll have a president anymore. The grand poobah of America. Grand poobah, big man on campus, uh, whatever you want to call it. I feel like we're, we're done with presidencies. I'd really like like an informal group leader. We just mm-hmm. like give Biden uh, a special hat, and that means that he is the leader. <laughs> Whoever can grab it off of him, though, then it, becomes yeah. that leader. It should be like a, one of those green, like translucent green poker hats. Like it should be one of those, and he and it should whoever is in charge should be called all time dealer and should have to wear that. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, they also have to be banker. Oh no, we need to get rid of the banks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, how's Monopoly going to work when we get rid of the banks? Ooh, I th- oh boy. Better than Scrabble currently works. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scrabble has a bank. All games should have a bank. 
That's, that, we'll get that, we'll get rid of all of the uh, real world banks and then turn it, put them in games. So that mm-hmm. there's we're going to put all the banks and then they'll still have something to do. Yeah, my uh, shoots and ladders bank is going to take off real hard. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I agree with Adol. Where or Adol? I'm sorry, Adel. Can, Adel. Thank you. Sorry, I shouldn't talk for him. <laughs> I know, I, whatever you want to call me is fine. All right. <laughs> well, I, I think that I agree with you though that uh, Trump's not likely to win in November. Like, I was of the opinion that he was going to kind of roll through it before all of the COVID and uh, this recent uprisings happened. But mm-hmm. now I think it's pretty much in the bag. Like, it's it's there for Biden to lose. But I do like the idea of, like, just giving Biden a map whenever he does win in November and starting him somewhere on the West Coast and just making, like, a... Uh, I think it would be really good TV if we just made a reality TV show of Biden trying to hitchhike his way to the White House. Oh, yeah. It's almost like Amazing Race. And it would be, I think the folks who make uh, Big Brother should definitely take over on that one. Oh, Big Brother, that's, you hit me, you hit my sweet spot. That's maybe my favorite reality show of all time. It's so fun. And I, I would love to see Joe Biden as the winner of Big Brother, but instead he just gets the presidency. <laughs> It'll be fun because every single episode will start off with him being, it's almost like uh, he's like a goldfish where he'll be like, what's going on? What am I? What's this thing? Oh, okay. So it's going to be really fun and enjoyable and not stressful at all to see him navigate America uh, in two different ways and try and keep his, uh, keep his brain power intact. Plus, we could then change it to where it's like whoever, you know, he might never get there. He might not get there in four years. Mm-hmm, so we could mm-hmm. just not have a president for that amount of time. It would be now that you mentioned well, for, w- w- the guy's name is like Martin DeMall or something. The guy who created Big Brother. It would be really fun to be like, let's get 16 potential people who could be president of the United States. What we're going to do is we're going to put them all in the White House for 30 days. We're going to televise their every moment. They can't have any contact with the outside world. They can't have, you know, books or anything. There's a there's a, a checkerboard, but that's about it. And a backyard with a pool and a weight room. And what America gets to do is for 30 days, they get to see these people in action, talking to one another, talking about politics, talking about whatever. And then at the end of that, we get to decide based on what I've seen for 30 days, here's who I actually want. That would actually be a legit good reality show. I would watch the fuck out of that. Dude, that's more democratic than what we got. (laughs) There'd be some candidates who like forget, just like Real Big Brother, the, the TV show. There'd be some candidates who like forget the cameras are there and suddenly slip into like something super racist. And then we're like, oh, okay, now we see that and you're done. Um, but it would just be nice to, to get to know them as human beings um, under, under the hot, hot heat lamp of, uh, of uh, camera. So I'm, that's what I would vote for. No, legit, honestly, if we replaced all of our current electoral politics with reality TV, I think uh, America <laughs> would get, be running a lot better because uh, we have – severe adhd in this country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe not better but it'd definitely be more entertaining well yeah, it's nothing else it'd be more fun to watch the world burn speaking of the world burning how do you think uh this covid stuff's gonna shake out in the future i'm just picturing the virus mutating at some point uh to its final form and uh it'll turn us it'll it'll, it'll jumpstart the zombie apocalypse for us something we're actually prepared for <laughs> yeah i feel like what's gonna happen is we're, we're gonna be stupid enough that we keep going outside and getting it and, and going on vacation and spreading it and then hopefully what will happen is like someone like Disney, even though they've been at fault with opening Disney World, someone like Disney will do a, a cartoon where it's like Mickey Mouse and then he gets COVID and then Mickey dies or Minnie dies. He, he passes it to Minnie and Minnie passes away and then she gets real. So I think 
once we see it in TV, then we'll take it seriously. Because right now, we're see- just seeing it on the news. And news is not TV that we enjoy. News isn't real life. News isn't real life. News is just like, we're just like, okay, that's that's like Sports Center. We're just like, what is this 24-hour channel that's just spewing shit? Like, I don't need this. So I think once we have like an episode of like Will and Grace where like Grace dies or, you know, we have a reunion of friends and like, you know, Ross uh, is at a dig site for archaeology and he dies. Then we'll be like, oh, shit, this is real. So I think we need to have it reflected in our pop culture. And once that happens, then then I think we'll take it seriously. And then I think it'll eventually um, run its course. Really, the only surefire prediction that I have for post-COVID is that there will be a lot of very bad books published sometime halfway through the next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you brought up Disney. Uh, did you see the new uh, Disney Welcome Home ad battle? I did not. Oh, Kyle and I were just ranting about that. It's atrocious, and uh, there's a lot of uh, satires of it where it's like put over horror music and stuff like that. <laughs> it's uh, it's um, it's very disappointing that Disney is willing to cash in in these horrid times. Yeah, but that well, that's what we got to do, though. We got to we got to confront Disney, let them see the light, and then again, you know, if Chip or Dale dies, leaving the other one, it's almost like a, a you know Weasley situation. If one of the twins dies, then we're like horrified, and then we're like, okay, this is real. This could happen to me. Yeah, definitely. It's you, you got to make it real with a uh, character death. That's mm-hmm. that's the only way we're ever going to broach this. Mm-hmm. Or if we make masks that when we talk we sound like Bane or something. If we make masks, Ooh. if we make them cool. Then, yeah. you know, if we make a mask that anytime I go outside, it says, get over here. And I, <laughs> and I sound like Scorpion. Then people are like, this fucking rules. And then everybody wants to wear a mask. Oh, yes. Keep six feet away. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that would be uh, that would be top shelf. Outside of COVID, I'm also predicting regarding the uh, police force. I think that what's going to happen is there's going to be some government cutbacks. We're going to be, you know, we're going to have to adjust our funding. They're mm-hmm. going to slash the police force to like 10, 20 percent of its current uh, uh, manpower. But yeah. to make up for that, they have to keep the civilian death numbers up. So they're going to give them all rocket launchers just to make sure we can keep those civilian deaths up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I propose, let's do away with all police, except... So we're going to fire all the police. Then we're going to restart from the from the from nothing. And what we're going to do is we're going to hire six to eight police officers in every city. But they're going to be they're going to basically be the police academy cast. So you get one you get one guy who can do a bunch of sound effects with his mouth, and we love that, and that's very funny. We get one a police officer who's real quiet and meek, except when she gets on a megaphone, and then she's scary and loud. We get one who's real tall. And then that's real funny and cool, and we like him. So I feel like if every city had its own police academy, we'd root for them. Of course, they yeah. wouldn't have, they wouldn't carry weapons, or they wouldn't actually do anything. But they'd walk around, and there'd be all kinds of antics, and we'd love that. And maybe, you know, every once in a while, maybe they like beat up Bobcat Goldthwait, and that's fine. But other than that, they stay out of our hair, and we just watch them from afar and chuckle. I mean, that could be fun. I don't know where you'd find uh, the demographics for that in some smaller towns, but you know. <laughs> well, then they just wouldn't have police. There you go. <laughs> yeah, if you can't make a full police academy squad, then you don't get police. Yeah, but we do away with Tackleberry because that guy's a little aggressive. Yeah, we're keeping it. We're keeping it clean here. <laughs> Tackleberry's a little, uh, a little trigger happy. I'm all about that. Or what we do is we do away with all police, but we keep police cars. And then you know, if somebody sees a police car, then there's just like, a, oh, the police are coming. But what happens is we just from the police car we blast. Um, classic Sting and Stuart Copeland songs, and so that's the new police. <laughs> oh, 
I'm sure that would uh, that would put crime at a standstill. Yeah. Exactly. Yo. And that also, that also <laughs> helps with COVID because then, you know, they're driving around. And they're like, don't stand so close to me. And people are like, thank you, police. And we love that. Oh, there's a win-win for you. <laughs> where, are you where are you two located at? Uh, we're both in St. Louis right now. Ooh, America's Paris. Uh, it's if you want to call it that. Yeah. The rent is affordable. <laughs> so talk. So here's the thing. So say, let's say um, at some point in the next ten years, it's safe to go outside again. And I'm like, do I want to stay in Chicago or do I want to go four hours south and and go to uh, America's Gateway? And and you're going to talk me into moving to St. Louis. What are your selling points? Uh, restaurant choices because Chicago has pizza. And medieval times, and I think that's all you got. Um, <laughs> that's, no, we have <laughs> that's the worst summation of Chicago <laughs> know, food culture being... that I've ever heard. Uh, no, seriously. Um, <laughs> we uh, St. Louis is great though for all kinds of authentic cuisine. Like we have so many immigrants here that we have like authentic cuisine from just about every country. So that's I've cool. been. I was at, in college. I was dating a girl from St. Louis, so I've been there a few times to visit her. And I remember that there is a a overwhelmingly wonderful. Um, selection of Vietnamese restaurants. Oh hell yeah! Is oh, that yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Viet- yeah, so much good Vietnamese food. Well, here. I was just like, oh, this is some of the best Vietnamese food I've had, and it was it was like a just like a part of town where I was like, this is delicious. And then also, is it Provel? Is that a thing? Oh hell Pro-Vel yeah! Provel cheese. Yeah, what is that? That's like a mixture of mozzarella and cheddar or something. It's provolone. It's it's a garbage cheese that all St. Louisans love. You, you uh-huh. get some soap and put that in your mouth. That is the best cheese that has ever been made. <laughs> like if you've lived in St. Louis, you'll like Provel, but uh-huh. otherwise it's a garbage cheese. And, and uh, I don't even as a St. Louisan, I don't mind saying it that. is the meltiest of cheeses. There is no cheese that like creates those weird spider webs whenever you pick a yeah. piece of pizza up. Like Provel, that no is doubt. the yeah. perfect melting cheese. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm eating pizza spider webs. What is? Um, <laughs> didn't toasted wasn't toasted ravioli created in St. Louis? Yes, we have toasted ravs. Honestly, yeah. That's the, that, if you go to a pizza place, you're not going there for the pizza. You're going there for the toasted ravs. That's you St. Know. Louis St. Louis style pizza is not our draw. Philip, can I just chime in to say? Do you notice how fucking cultured I am about St. Louis? And then you bring this fucking, you back up this garbage truck to my front door about middle medieval times of deep dish. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> medieval times I, isn't even in Chicago. It's like Skokie. No, I was, uh, I was being intentionally abrasive and for that. I apologize. <laughs> no, um, you guys also have severe traffic problems. Yes, we Actually, do. But, but you also have severe Nelly problems. Ooh. Well, yeah, Nelly is not a good look, but. We try, we just try to tend to ignore him and pretend he doesn't exist. And to be fair, St. Louis is the city that killed Chuck Berry. We killed Chuck Berry. I think he died of natural causes, but he died in St. Louis. It, it, it yeah. I mean, I think it was all those trips over to South uh, Illinois with underage people that ended up finally catching up with him. <laughs> Ooh, oh no! Oh, that's not a good look. I didn't even know about that. And what, how many? Well, okay, when you go out your door, when you're walking around St. Louis, and be honest with me, how many people do you see? Uh, percentage-wise, that are wearing Mark McGuire jerseys anymore, less than like one. ten years, like ten, ten years, years ago, ago like you would have seen 50. like yeah, okay. Okay. a good half of the white guys in South City. Okay, all right, but yeah, no, we we've kind of the the uh, Cardinals have not been as big of a uh, plus for our city these last few years ever since they stopped winning consistently. If you had to select a president. Um, you, you very generously mentioned the Chicago Cubs should be president. That's very kind of you since the Sosa McGuire race for home runs, both wrote it up. Who cares? 
if you had to choose somebody from St. Louis, whether it be a sports team or a company or a person or individual or musician, who from St. Louis would make the best president? The corpse of Miles Davis. I think we can all agree that his music's great and we don't have to actually listen to any new opinions from him. Well, if I'm giving a legitimate answer of the people I actually am familiar enough with to form a valid opinion, yeah. I'd say Kyle. But hey. that's because Aww. Kyle is legitimately Aww. one of the most well-read and theory-crafty people I know. Like, I'm more of a bullshitter. Kyle's the guy who's actually reading theory and understanding the details of how countries work. Mm. So, um, But if I'm being silly and giving a goof answer, mm, St. Louis goof answer. Uh, <laughs> Give it to Panera. Nah, not Panera bread. They're, they're, their bread bowls are good, but not presidential good. Did you pronounce it Panera? Panera. Panera. Yeah, just say it fast because it's St. Louis Bread Co. in my head. Oh, because... I know what Panera is. <laughs> I'm just I'm just snagged on the idea of pronouncing it Panera. Panera. How do you pronounce it? Panera. Panera. I don't see any difference. Panera. Panera. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on goof answers because I don't care enough about St. Louis pop culture. Mm-hmm. We should just mm-hmm. center the whole country around the arch. It's the coolest monument. We have it. Give it the little uh, translucent green hat. I disagree with you on this one, Kyle. The arch is a garbage what monument. If, what if the new? So we we elect someone. Let's say Kyle for now, just just hypothetically. We announce Kyle's the new president. Instead of going to D.C. and living in the White House, you have to live in St. Louis in the City Museum. Oh, that, way better. Is that, an, is that an upgrade? Oh hell yeah! There's a there's a non-moving plane that's on the roof. That's cool. Actually, can you imagine said, me giving like press conferences from the uh, <laughs> the cockpit of we'll, a fake plane? We'll call that Air Force fun. Also, <laughs> if it's at the city museum, you can just say there's a plane on a roof. You don't have to specify non-moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You're right. It isn't flying the whole place um, around. If you ever come to Chicago, we do have the Field Museum, and there is a dead dinosaur there. A full-on so dead dinosaur? What you, that's what Real dead dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just making fun of me, Kyle. It's cool. Yeah, just making an example out of you. Speaking of uh, speaking of making an example out of me, I don't know if you know, uh, I actually got some riddles in it. Hey, riddle, riddle, and you guys, you and Japes, Japes dunked on me mercilessly while Aaron tried to defend me, and I thought it was fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Were they were they like homespun riddles? Yeah, you, they were. Okay. I've sent it. It was a big old email full of them, and uh, they were the ones uh, that had like the they were rhyming and they had multiple like dual answer meanings a lot of the times. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We appreciate anyone who sends us uh, riddles. We absolutely need them to survive. But just to have fun, we're, of course, going we're, we're oh, to dunk on it. Dunk away. Yeah, dunk away. Yeah. That's, it's, oh, well, yeah, it's real hilarious when all three hosts are just like, what a wonderful person. How delightful. <laughs> now let us read the next riddle. <laughs> yeah. No. I, so uh, when you're uh, – pardon me, Phil. Uh, yeah. So when you're working on Riddle Riddle, how, how long do you take – do you guys make up your own riddles in supplement – to the ones that are sent in by folks like Phil? I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've ever, well, we have made our own riddles. So I think on the Patreon, because we have a, we have like a, our own little side Patreon project. I think on that one, we did one where we all got stoned and wrote riddles. And that was where we shared them. And I think once on a main feed episode, Japes wrote a few warm up riddles. But other than that, we typically source them from the internet or from old timey riddle books or from, from listeners sending them in. So we, I think we are, we're at like episode 105 or something like that, but we are in a severe drought of riddles. So we absolutely need people to write in and send us riddles, but we will 100% just be awful to those people. 
Well, then I will uh, keep writing riddles because I kind of had stopped for a bit, but I didn't realize you guys were starting to run low. On behalf of the show, thank you, and also fuck you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, in, in, while we're talking, hey, Riddle, Riddle, JPC has always struck me as someone who's a little more politically uh, minded. I, yeah, Japes is 100% the most politically minded person I know. Um, so, And I'm – and we, we talked a little bit in, in, in uh, DMs, but I'm – political and i'm i'm you know i believe strongly in what i believe in but i'm also i'm not i i don't stay super informed every single day so like there'll be news that reaches me like a month later and i'm like oh what is this i didn't hear about this so i'm just not i, I guess i don't consume political news as much as i should and then i'm also very hesitant to because of my i guess my midwestern sensibilities i'm very hesitant to like put my opinions out there to try and sway others or shit on other people's uh, beliefs, even though I'm more comfortable doing that, obviously, with, like, you know, Trump supporters and stuff. But I, I, w- with the more nuanced beliefs, I have a hard time being like, fuck you for doing this, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm right enough to to assume that others are wrong. That's a the very safe mindset to have, and uh, politics is definitely always a touchy subject if you want to keep friends or not piss people off. Yeah, I'm more of an Aaron Burr. I talk less and I smile more. Oh yeah, how about Hamilton? I mean, I, I hate Disney. I really do, but I couldn't. I had to sign up for Disney Plus to watch it. Oh, so good. Would you? you yeah, you liked it. Oh, it was, I mean, I already had, was obsessed with the soundtrack before that. But yeah, just the visuals were incredible. The people, the slow, uh, the one black girl who did the slow mo bullet movement, and she was in a bunch of other scenes too. The like yeah. background, she was like top notch background. Oh, she was wonderful. so good. Wonderful physicality. I saw the show. I've seen the the play uh, five times live. And so when it came to oh, Disney and, and it, it and it was on, you know, everybody was watching it. I was like, I don't need to see it. I've already seen it live, you know, several times. But then I got curious one night where I'm like, I should probably watch it. And I watched the whole thing. Absolutely loved it and like bawled through, you know, 45 minutes of it. So absolutely worth checking out, even if you've seen the show. Oh, yeah, it's astounding. It's so good. How do you feel? Who's the next political figure who should have a musical about them? Should we do like an Adlai Stevenson? Spiro Agnew. Oh my God. Uh, I would love Agnew the musical. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? I feel like we should. I think a Lincoln musical is overdue. A Lincoln got a movie recently. Yeah. But we love yeah. tall people. America's obsessed with height. So I feel like. But George, George Washington, I think, was pretty tall. But I think he's a tall fella. Was, yeah. He's a tall fella. Honestly, uh, I would reach outside of America, I think. I think mm-hmm. that a. Uh, I think that if we went to uh, some of the uh, extreme leftists of the uh, earlier Russian empires, like a, Len- uh, a Lenin musical, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It should be a Lenin musical with all Beatles soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Or just like the bungling ballad of Bolsonaro. <laughs> hey, it's just in Brazil's. Bolsonaro, <laughs> what did you do? I love that. Or maybe like a Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher. Oh yeah, just dunk. Uh, that would be a. It would would definitely not be a one where you're rooting for the main character. (laughs) Yeah, where we just we all hate her. Um, that would be fun. There are a lot of good political figures who have not been in the in any kind of mainstream media capacity. Yeah, overlooked, unappreciated. Well, I got nothing more on musicals. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, outside of Hamilton, I I mean, I used to be in musical theater when I was younger, but outside of Hamilton, I haven't really given a shit recently. Um. You didn't well, watch Cats? 
Let's make a deal. Anytime we're talking about something and we don't have anything more, instead of moving on, we should stop and say, I don't have anything more on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at podcasting. I, I, Kyle carries a lot of the weight there. <laughs> what I typically do, if I'm driving a car and I run out of gas, I got to say, I never go to a gas station. I simply pull over to the side of the road and I sit there for a minute and I go, well, we don't have any more gas. And then my, you know, my friends or my fiance will be like, well, why didn't we go to a gas station? I'm like, well, I just needed to pull over and let everyone know that we no longer have fuel. I hope you're okay with Yo, me, no. yeah, me no, I, you guys. Uh, this is all met in good fun. I am. I'm cracking up about <laughs> it. So what is our, so you said you don't care for Disney, but you got Disney Plus for Hamilton. What yeah. is our, what do we think is going, where did Disney go wrong and how can they get back in the good graces of of you and and your fellow Americans. Um they went wrong when Walt Disney existed and was a person because he was morally abhorrent and generally bankrupted any community he came to for the sake of his own personal profits. I know and, that he was uh, a Nazi sympathizer, but mm-hmm. I I don't know if I know the exact details of that. What did he do? Was he like sending them merch or what was going on? Oh, he, he gave a lot of money to the Nazi party in addition to just being very, 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 very openly anti-Semitic. Okay. Right. The SS originally, when they were about to form, they started with little like hats that had equal sized ears on either mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. but they were brown, of course. Of course. And I think Hitler called Germany the Magic Kingdom. Disney World was actually the original site for Liebentraum. <laughs> No, uh, if if Disney actually wanted to get in our good graces, they would shut down completely um, mm-hmm. and reallocate their finances to noteworthy and decent causes. But that's not going to happen. So I guess in the short term, release better content. I mean, I, I was watching some of the other garbage on Disney Plus, and it's just horrible. But dude, they bought the whole Simpsons library. Ooh. I mean, come on. It, it, that's the thing I think that gets me worse uh, about these big media conglomerates is that they're not really making anything new that isn't i mean they're making new things not right now but in the last like five years or whatever but most of their uh plan is just to buy up old media libraries yeah it's like the michael jackson route of like buying the beatles catalog and then being like i haven't made good music in a while but i bought this and so that's my legacy Smart move, honestly. I yeah, it's, it, it it's not it's not a dumb idea. Um, I do think Mandalorian was pretty good. Oh yeah, Mandalorian was probably the best. Uh, Star Wars edition over the mm-hmm. last like decade. Oh yeah, because those three movies were not so good. I feel like they had a chance where they could have made those movies very fun, but mm-hmm. then like just complete mismanagement from Disney's side just ended up turning them into you know, creative by committee uh, flops. Well, not flops. They took plenty of money from them. Here's what I think. Here's where I think Disney can redeem itself. Do release, write, create, shoot, release a solo Vader movie, but it's shot and written and acted like an 80s sitcom, like a, like a 80s comedy. I want to see it's like Caddyshack, almost. Like it's just really, it, it's super goofy. It's like a John Hughes movie, but or, or uh, John Lannis movie. But it's just, it's Vader, and it's him trying to do like other jobs, or if maybe it's him in college or something. But I think a funny Vader movie could redeem the entire Star Wars franchise, and also by association, Disney. I think that you might be onto something. 
the first thing I thought of immediately was like if you just instead of casting Bob Sajak, Sajak, you cast Darth Vader in Full House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, but he also adopts all the catchphrases, so he's like, "How rude!" Like <laughs> stuff like that. Have mercy. Um, big big fan of that. Big fan. Of that. So if we're casting Full House as Star Wars, Bob Saget is Vader. Um, let's see. I've only uh, watched like one episode of Full House. What? <laughs> I never got into the show. Uncle, it was like a rerun for me. The Dave Coulier character, which is Uncle something. Uncle yeah. Fucker. Uh, that's going to be Jar Jar Binks. Uh, 100%. Uncle, Uncle, Jesse, uh, Uncle Jesse, who's the cool suave one, that's going to be Han Solo. I think this is. I think this has legs, but yeah. If you just do, if you do a Star Wars that's funny, then I think we're 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 back in business. We're talking about Mary Kate and Ashley being R two D two, right? R two D two and yes, and BB eight. Oh cool. yes, 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 yes. Oh yes. But they never really uh, admit that they're different characters. They're just taking the place of each other's role. Exactly, <laughs> and each of them can only be shot. Uh, uh, Droids are like um, young actors. They can only be shot for four hours, and they have to legally take a break. <laughs> Honestly, it's good for the droids. Yeah. Gotta droids, keep them I'm glad well droids oiled. have good unions. And if only we get that for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> so what final... Let's get like a... I want a positive uh, prediction for 2021. There isn't a whole lot. I mean, other than the Cubs. I mean, for me, that's not a positive. But sorry, can I backtrack slightly? Um, Go for it. I don't have anything else for Full House. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm All sorry. Right. I just thank I, you, Kyle. Kyle, your transition was too too smooth. I had just had to choppy that up a little bit. The seismograph was a straight line, and I just wanted to get a little more, uh, a few more levels on that baby. I appreciate you keeping this uh, all, you know, tight. These mm-hmm. these uh, transitions need to be controlled. Mm-hmm. I just added some drag to it. How are they going to know if we're switching to the next topic if we don't say we're done with the previous one? Exactly. So, so Kyle, repeat. What was your what was your topic of conversation you were putting forward? So, what do we think? Like, I, I'm not entirely optimistic about the coming year, but like, mm-hmm. what's the best thing that you can see happening in 2021? Hmm. On a uh, serious level, I'd say we could have a serious progressive wave in the lower levels of House and Senate and on and on individual state and local governments. But on a goofy level, I'd say, hmm. All right, I'm going to take some time to think about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, best thing to happen in 2021. Um, who? I don't know. Maybe we have co-presidents. Ooh. And, I like uh, that. And what else good could happen? Papa John dies. Yeah, um, fuck that guy. But in a good way. Uh, but in a good way. <laughs> Surrounded by family. <laughs> um, what else? Maybe we just maybe we go back to England, hat in hand, and we say, speaking of Hamilton, we go back to England, hat in hand, and we say, listen, we've had our ups and downs. We're sorry. Is there any way we can come back, right? And we say, we like, the Queen's pretty cool. We have Harry and Meghan here. Can we join together and, and make some changes and, and, and be united as one? I feel like Britain is the only, England, Britain is the only European country that's just as bad off as we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would get along. There is that. 
Or maybe we go to Germany, hat in hand, and we say, hello, Angela Merkel, we're so sorry. Sorry about that whole thing in the 40s. Can we team up and maybe you help us out a little bit? Thank you so much. Germany's a little better. They're still more capitalist. We're working our way up. I I would would go to the Netherlands. (laughs) In my perfect world, I'd say, I will say I've been to Copenhagen, I've been to Oslo, and I've been to Stockholm. And all three of those cities are absolutely incredible. The people are wonderful. Everyone seems so fucking happy. Uh, it just seems like, yeah, things are better run. But but I haven't been to the Netherlands, but I've been to uh, been around, bounced around Scandinavia, most of Scandinavia, and it seems like they also have their shit in order. What is, what's the best thing about the Netherlands right now? They have those cool canals. They've implemented actual functional socialism, but he, Kyle's answer was good, too. Dude, they have cool canals. Ooh. They've reclaimed parts of the sea. How cool is that? We have literal Atlanteans that just speak a weird version of German. <laughs> yeah, I guess pretty cool. But no, I can't argue with someone who's actually been to Germany. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they are still much better off than we are here. <laughs> I've been to Germany. I went to Germany earlier this year or late last year. I went to Dusseldorf and um, it was fine. I got to say, though, the food was real bad. I went to a restaurant and I... Was, I'm very into, I don't call myself a foodie because I feel like that carries a great stigma. People hate that word. So I don't call myself a foodie, but I am very into food. And so I went into a place and I said, hey, I'm in Dusseldorf. When in Dusseldorf, uh, I should eat like a local. So what should I have? And they brought me out this platter and it was raw pork. And I ate, uh, let's say that there's like 10 ounces of it. I ate half an ounce. And then my body was just like, I couldn't do it. Like I went to put more in my mouth and my my mouth like involuntarily closed and my body like shuddered. Um, and I, it, it was just protecting you. Exactly. Like mentally I couldn't, my brain was just like, what are you doing? Raw pork is the worst thing you could ever do. Just cause that's how, I, you know, <laughs> I, I think besides raw fish or beef tartare, uh, it's just not something I'm, I'm used to. So their food's real bad. Yeah. As someone who doesn't even like sushi, that sounds awful. Yeah. It's real bad, real bad food. Well, well, that's all well, I have. Can, that'll, that'll on be good tra- <laughs> German bad food. No, is there some? Is there some? Is there some sort of solution where, because of how divided we are currently, is there some way we could divvy up the U.S. and say, "Great, all of you go over here, all of us go over here, and let's just be two separate countries so that we can live peacefully in our own little utopias." See, I'd be okay with yeah. Like, we don't need a civil war round two. Yeah. This is exactly my optimistic prediction is that we all sometime around the middle of 2021 after we've been like, yeah, these guys aren't really figuring out the presidency, like who's mm-hmm. actually going to be it. We're all just decide that we're splitting up into giant rival countries. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like rivals in war or something, we're just culturally, Sports uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. We just have like horse races. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do we feel? How do you guys feel about how Canada's? running things better than america but yeah. i mean i wouldn't call i wouldn't call uh, trudeau a progressive by any stretch okay do we like trudeau or we don't like trudeau i don't particularly like trudeau okay, okay. i'd say i'd say uh ultimately a thumbs down but less of a thumbs down than either of the two we have running for president uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. big issue i have is that he has a lot of time ta- i mean like everybody who makes their money in states like canada or like if you came out of like you know, Texas or somewhere, you have ties to fossil fuels. 
he's pretty uh, lenient on the, the those regulations. So other than that, I mean, he comes from like his dad was prime minister. So it seems a little bit uh, That's dynastic. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit weird there. What if every state got to elect their own president? And then we just become like Europe where we just we're a bunch of tiny countries. I don't trust what Missouri would elect. Yeah, but I, I mean I we like got a... <laughs> We got Eric Greitens as our version of governor and he locked a lady in his basement. Ooh. And then of course uh out yeah, no Missouri Missouri definitely does not know how to elect local politicians to save its fucking life. Um, St. Louis specifically is this little bubble of sanity, but the rest of the fucking state is. I mean, you say that, but then like we're uh, we we're protesting Lyda de Cruzen, and then we have her neighbors come out to protect her with like a 1960s M16. Yeah, and then of course, uh, my my biggest concern is if we had each state can write its own laws, get its own president, then like 30 percent of the South would cause 98 percent of all climate damage mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'd probably have a lot of. Uh, wars between our tiny countries. Yeah, because you know we the do Dakotas. Love war. Are, you know the Dakotas are going after each other. They can't stand each other. <laughs> Minnesota is actually going to take over the entire Midwest. If nothing, be, uh, just because of the rage, mosquito population, all those lakes. <laughs> Send if out you have the an swarm. army, if you have an army of mosquitoes, you can dominate any landmass in the world. I think that that will be the basis of the Grand Khanate of Minnesota that will then roll over the rest of the Midwest. <laughs> we should. So here's what we should do for 2021. We should say, here's what's going on. President Trump took his presidency. He's going home from now on. We're all we're 50 tiny states and uh, sorry, 50 tiny countries. And starting immediately, whoever in each state has the most Twitter followers is now president. I think that's pretty good. Who's Chicago's or Illinois's? Where does Chicago land? Do they secede from Illinois? Or do they stick with their state? I think I they have to stick with their states, but um, oh boy, but yeah, it's going to be a bit of an oasis because uh, the further south you go, the more the more red it gets. So it could be it could be troublesome. I have to imagine. I don't know. Tuh, 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 tuh. I don't know if Jordan's on Twitter. If he is, I gotta imagine Jordan has the most followers, if not Obama. Mm, yeah. I'm thinking, where would we be? Who's the most followed person in, well, technically, I guess. Currently living in Missouri or Missouri born? Yeah, because it would be Nellie, probably. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would like to see another country run by Nellie, but I don't know if I would want to live in it. <laughs> It'd be entertaining to watch, not so entertaining to live. I think his campaign would be, it's getting vote in her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's got got to be his platform, right? Or his slogan? It's getting vote in her. I mean, uh, if we're doing Twitter followers, that kind of undermines the <laughs> voting process. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, there's no voting process, but it's still just a fun little thing. Um, also, I guess just to just to go back slightly, I don't. I guess ultimately, Jordan doesn't live in Chicago anymore. I think Jordan, he is the what is he? He's like the owner of the Bobcats. I can't remember. I don't think he lives here anymore. So I think it's got it's got to be Oprah or Obama. Hold on, let me check my phone. Okay. Oh, I have twenty three thousand, so I could be in the top. Ooh, you'd be in the running. You could uh, potentially throw your hat in the ring for the twenty twenty four Twitter account. But then, do you have to go down to Springfield? Do you get to move your throne to wherever you like? Like your summer palace is in like I don't know Glendale Heights or something. 
Yeah, I think that works. Yeah, it's just like a it's like a roaming uh roaming summer home. I think also what you, so each uh, all 50 states um or 51 have their own little uh country with a president. And then what happens is every day starting at maybe 10 a.m. every morning, each president has to spell one word. But it's stuff like, you know, like sure or ox. Like it's stuff like that. But at any time, if someone's slipping, you know, and they're like, Ox, A-U-X, immediately we say, thank you so much for, for what you did. You're, you're now done. You can go away. And then we get somebody else in there. I think there'd be a lot of turnover. Yeah. And so it's, it's a daily test to make sure that you're mentally fit for office. And then every month we rotate in new presidents. See, that sounds very confusing. And I worry that while that would be great for certain situations it might uh it might lead to us it might lead to a complete collapse of uh any semblance of governmental society and then uh we, i mean I, again i'm not opposed oh, to full anarchy gotcha oh yeah no philip that's on me um because earlier when you said we were just going to sort of free for all it and you said you're going to support anything i said that's where i got tripped up oh yeah, because i thought i thought i would say something and then you'd support it and we'd have fun together but but i i totally <laughs> didn't realize that you were lying to me and that um and that you're just going to tear down my ideas. I mean, I'm, I'm all about that no but life. <laughs> <sighs> so who? So are you guys? Uh, I assume you're pro Bernie. He was. Yeah. I mean, he he was a compromise for us. We'd like something further left. Okay. So who would have been your ideal uh, uh, candidate against Trump? Honest, I still think that Bernie would have been the best candidate. Yeah, like, he, has the, he has the knowledge of the system. And the guy, it's like, you know, even even people on the right or at least people who call themselves, you know, conservatives or whatever can say he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Yeah, he, he would uh, he'd be able to actually communicate with that whole uh, system. But um, I mean, in a perfect world, if we didn't have to capitulate to the right, I'd say uh, I like I liked Lariva for a while, though she's a bit more militaristic than I'd like. She's still got all the right ideas. But yeah, uh, it was disappointing to see what happened on Super Tuesday when literally everyone but Biden dropped out and endorsed Biden. Mm -hmm. That was was, uh, uh, brutal. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) Uh, Brutal. Dot 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 dot. Maddening. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I think that you can trace my loss of sanity. Like there's a steep decline following that night. Yeah. But hey, it's it's very easy to get blackpilled in these times and uh uh I can't hold that against Kyle that he's getting more there. But he I mean you, actually you've been doing pretty well lately, man, for I've been trying. political I've been optimism. Trying. What if we do so so you know, famously Ronald Reagan was an actor and then he became president. What if we start sourcing our presidents based on people who play presidents on TV? So what we do is we go back to two thousand four, we watch twenty four and we say, Hey, that Dennis Haysbert was pretty good. Maybe you get we, a lot of people running with uh, Martin Sheen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not too shabby. Who was the president in Independence Day? I think that was Bill Pullman. Mm. No, I don't know. I think you get a lot of Chris Rock support. A lot of Chris Rock support. A lot of Kevin Klein. We all love Kevin Klein. Oh yeah. Terry Crews of Idiocracy. I think he. I think he's slowly unraveling. I I do think that you are correct he's kind of falling off the deep end but who isn't these days (laughs) Mm, who else is 
guys, I don't have anything else to say about this topic. <laughs> These are good, see, good edit points for me. For a bit. See, I was just trying to help out, man. <laughs> I love also the the moment where I was like, are you guys Bernie supporters? And you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. And then you're like, what else did you have to say about Bernie? And I'm like, I don't know. I, like, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I'd cut you off earlier. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, have you guys been to Chicago before? I have. The last time I was in Chicago, though, was like 2013. Okay. Why haven't you been back? I went on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Well, that's on you. Yeah, I know. The last time we, I was... Oh. I was just going to say, I don't know if you know this, we have the highest um, population of assholes outside of, uh, outside of any other country in the world. Are you, are you considering Boston in this uh, see those, see calculation? Those are, that's, a, that's a common mistake. Those are mass holes. Ah, okay, okay. There is a delineation there. Mm-hmm. It's all my about favorite the thing is absolutely. My favorite thing is I used to uh, maybe buh, 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 four years ago, five years ago, for a couple of years, I lived right at Addison and Waveland. Um, so I lived as close to Wrigley Field as as any building is built. To where my I lived on the second floor, and I could open my window and see inside of Wrigley Field, and the the VIP entrance was just like. 10 feet from my door, my doorstop. And it was so wonderful every day to wake up with drunk people covered in barf on my porch. And then also anytime at night I would walk down Clark street or in Wrigleyville, there'd be groups of like, um, eight dudes and I'd be walking alone and they'd like shove me and call me, you know, uh, call me the F word or call me something. And then if I stopped and was like, what the hell? They'd be like, Oh, you're a tough guy. So that that's really fun. And I think, I think if a group of eight guys shove you and you do think and you do anything other than saying I'm so sorry I got shoved, then you're a tough guy and you should take uh you should take ownership of that and you should recognize and and walk away. I think you are a tough guy. You didn't apologize to them. <laughs> you stood up to them. <laughs> I, I think anyone who's an if you're a huge douche frat guy and you're with eight of your friends who are equally big and muscular and douchey, I think if you shove someone that's alone that's pretty tough oh yeah i mean that's and I, I i literally had moments where at some point i got tired of it and so somebody like i'd be walking alone just trying to get home and a group of guys would like say something to me or shove me and i would turn around and i'd say hey you know uh just like 40 steps to your left there's another group of guys looking for a fight as well and they'd be like what the fuck did you say to me and i was like well i said i said what i said but if you're looking for, you know, a fight, there's eight other guys around the corner and they'd be like, we'll fucking kill you. And I was like, yo, oh, absolutely. You'll absolutely kill me. I'm one person near eight people. Um, but they didn't take kindly to that because nobody wants to. It's not tough to fight fair. It's not tough to, for eight people to fight eight people. It's tough for eight people to fight one person who's not looking for a fight and is weak. Well, I mean, if you, you're not tough if you don't win and you can't yes. guarantee you'll win if you actually have a fair fight. That's just, exactly. that's just common sense. But I can't. I, I can't say enough. This has been an ad for Chicago tourism. <laughs> Please visit Clark Street. Come to Wrigleyville. It is paradise. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't been to Chicago since I was a teenager. My father took me and my siblings to medieval times, and uh, we had Giordano's Pizza the next day. It was for a business trip for him. But yeah, that's 
so that's all of Chicago I got. And it wasn't, again, it's not medieval times, not even in Chicago, like you said. Yeah, um, it sounds like you had the worst possible Chicago experience. Yeah, no, I've, I've actually was planning to go back with my girlfriend now that we finally are starting to become something resembling fiscally stable. But mm-hmm. uh, then COVID happened. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you guys do for, for a living? Uh, I work overnights at a grocery store. Yay. I used to video, uh, edit video and animate, but of course Ooh. I was laid off. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Um, yeah, so it goes. Was it, uh, can, can you say what anime you prefer not to? Oh, well, I uh, animated uh, mostly like, you know, corporate stuff. It's oh, cor- like I'm, motion graphic. God, I heard, for some reason I heard you edited anime, but I thought oh, you geez. said animation. Well, I do edit anime, but that's on my other gotcha, account, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and that is, you can find that at Pornhub backslash Kyle. Dragon Balls Y. <laughs> what do you got? So during this, this, during these trying times, what are you two up to? We watched Hamilton. What else are you guys watching? What else are you doing? What are you doing to keep your mind active besides podcasting? Catching up on my Steam library. What are we playing? Uh, I'm actually going through the Tales of series lately. Great games. Great JR, great action RPGs. Okay. That's a fox with two tails? <laughs> no, the Tales of, like the Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Berseria, Tales of Vesperia. They're all, they're like Final Fantasy in, that, in the uh, like fantasy uh, RPG setting type scenario, but they're, uh, they're action-based combat instead of turn-based combat. Well, I guess Ooh, all fun. the new Final Fantasies are too, so. Very fun. I just got a PSVR, and I've been obsessed with Beat Saber and, and all that other stuff. Um, how about you, Kyle? I've been reading, which is the weirdest thing I've done in, like, a decade. Nerd! Nerd! <laughs> nerd! Yeah. I've been reading the Isaac Asimov Foundation series, so yes, nerd. The nerd. Yeah, how dare you try to get a uh, leftist ideology <laughs> from a sci-fi perspective. Hey, sci-fi. What I'm also reading, I just I'm in the middle of. So I watched The Last Dance, and and it awoken in me this nostalgia for. I used to be obsessed with basketball and the Bulls and Jordan. So I ordered uh, Phil Jackson's books and Michael a bunch of Michael Jordan books. So I've been reading those, and then I also just got um, Charlie Kaufman's one of my favorite screenwriters, and he just wrote his first novel called uh, Ant Kind, I think. So I just got that, and I'm looking forward to starting that in the next couple of days. And is ant kind as in like a reference to humankind I assume or mankind? So like ant kind, um, mm. but I don't know what it's about. But it's Charlie Kaufman who did like Eternal Sunshine and Being John Malkovich, so you know it's going to be an adaptation. So you know it's going to be probably kind of meta and weird. But I'm very excited. That sounds pretty sick, actually. Yeah, and also apparently Jim Carrey wrote a book that's like semi autobiographical. But it's also in like a weird dystopian future, so that might be something I pick up. Even though he's a bit of an odd duck, he's an, he odd, an duck, odd duck, but he's an—I ex- mean, he's an odd duck but with a lot a funny of right ideals. And yes, he's very funny. I think a lot of people shit on him, but from what I when I was growing up, he was king. Like his Riddler in the terrible Batman movies, the second most Ace, terrible Batman movie. Yeah, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. Like there, the there is a long stretch where he was like my number one uh him and jackie chan so it is funny that nowadays people shit on him and same with like mike myers like i i can't i don't think it can be overstated the impact that like austin powers had on everyone and i think nowadays it's fun to be like oh yeah baby you know like fuck you yeah but it's it's like yeah now you know now it's dumb but at the time it was big news hey, i don't know if you saw jim carrey as dr robotnik but i thought it was i thought it was a delight 
I did. And I, you could tell that he was like, I'll do this role, but I get to do it however I want. And they were like, okay. And he clearly was just like, here's a little moment where I'm going to do like a five minute dance number. And here's how I'm going to say this line. And I can't imagine that was in the script. So I just think he's great in terms of like, he just imbues anything with his own personality and his own MO. Oh yeah. And also that movie on the whole, wasn't bad. No, seriously, I, when I heard Sonic live action movie, I'm like, I'm going to watch this train wreck for sure. And then yeah. it wasn't a total train wreck. There's a few, there's two or three movies in a row, obviously before quarantine, where I was like, I'll go check this out because I had like a, I had like a uh, Regal Pass where it's like you could see unlimited movies for 12 bucks a month or something. So I saw Sonic and I think the very next night I saw Hollow Man, even though the trailers were awful. And then I got out Hollow Man and I was like, honestly, one of the more effective sort of uh, suspense movies I've ever seen. Have you guys seen Have you guys seen Hereditary? I have not. That's the movie. Like in the last twenty years, that's the movie that's that's had like the the most effect on me. Like where I walked out and was just haunted, and then like three months later, I was like woke up in a cold sweat, being like, ah, Hereditary. No, legit. My brother would not let me. Like, he would not let me put out the light whenever I've moved back in. I'm back in my parents home now that covid's going on but like he would not allow me to turn off the lights downstairs or anywhere as long as he was still awake because he had just watched uh hereditary it is i mean truly the scariest shit i've ever seen well as someone who's not big on horror i'll make sure to duck out on that one (laughs) that and like the witch and john carpenter's the thing are like yeah the most effective horror movies what are you guys looking forward to getting? Hold, hold, sorry, hold on. I have nothing more to offer. On this <laughs> what are you guys? Thank looking you, for, <laughs> What are you guys looking forward to most uh, in terms of uh, once this is all behind us? Uh, going out to eat at a restaurant. That's what I said. I did a I did a podcast where somebody asked me uh, my number one thing I want to do, and I'm like, honestly, I just want to sit somewhere and order and not have to cook food. Sounds that is like, a- so nice. That is actually heaven you guys are describing. I want to go to the Brazilian restaurant Ooh. downtown or down on South Grand. Texas and I want to get Ooh, no, Brasilia. Yep. And it is fantastic. I want to get myself a little bit of fried fish mm-hmm. and I want to get a caipirinha and I don't want anybody to talk to me because I'm just out there alone. Mm-hmm. I want to see other people talking to each other and not have to worry about bumping into them. I had uh, so I had a conversation with with Japes about because currently Chicago is in uh, a stage where you can go to a restaurant. You just they just have to have, you know, I'm I, I'm sure most of the nation is that way right now. Is yeah, that Saint, uh, actually, St. Louis is terrible. You can just go to a restaurant. Gotcha. But but anytime, you know, if I'm out getting groceries or whatever, you know, if I'm getting essentials or running a necessary errand. Uh, we'll drive by a restaurant after restaurant after restaurant, and they are packed to the gills. And Japes and I had the same thought and conversation of just like, I'm going to wait another six months before I ever even consider doing that at a small restaurant with no other people because it just seems so wildly unsafe. And everyone has no mask on, and they're all just like laughing and chatting, and it just seems insane of like, I don't. I think yeah, it just seems insane. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I work overnights at a grocery store. I can't fucking imagine the people who work there in the daytime. Like, it's like, oh yeah, how would you like to make minimum wage to have <laughs> like a thousand people coughing ten feet away from you? Uh, my sister is currently working at Trader Joe's, and 
every single day she has a story of just like five people coming in being like, I refuse to wear a mask because of blank and then throwing a fit or people who wear a mask and they're like, I would like this product. And my sister would be like, we're sold out of that. And they're like, well, get me your manager. And she's like, my manager can't make this item appear. And they're like, what's your, (laughs) what's your name? What's your employee number? Like everyone's just acting insane. It's, I mean, it's very sad that there's all. It's not that everyone's acting insane. It's that the insane people are the one being loud about it. Because yes, the, the same people are like, let me just wear my mask, get my groceries, and get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's we fair. seriously need sports to come back just for them to yeah. keep them sane. I think NBA comes back July thirtieth. So, I was gonna say, I don't know why we didn't like create some new sports while we were in this crisis. Sports that don't involve any kind of uh, immediate physical contact. Like we, yeah, we like Zoom ball. Yeah, we, we had opportunities to make new sports. Get, just ball. get creative about it. <laughs> like stuff that takes place across like a hundred foot table or something like that. There should be very, very large ping pong game. Exactly. There should be there should be uh, a new sport that's like D and D meets basketball, where it's like I'm playing a character and here are my stats. Like I'm you know six seven and I'm this and I'm that. <laughs> And then it's like, I dunk the ball. And they're like, okay, okay go ahead and roll for it. And I'm like, ah, it's a 13 plus my, plus my, uh, whatever. Agility modifier. Plus I went to Duke. So that's a plus two. And it's like, great. You dunk it, but you, you know, you break your finger on the rim and it's like, very good. Okay. So I feel like that should be the new thing. It's like D and D, but it stands for like dunks, dunks on dragons or something. Ooh, I like that. You don't get a critical failure going up for a layup and just like snap your leg on the way down. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, I don't know what. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. We need to cash in. On, okay, we need to stop this podcast right now and cash in on no, this trademark, sports. Trademark. Oh no, trademark. <laughs> sports, sports RPGs. Go. Yeah, I mean, just in general, it's pretty ridiculous that we have like, America has bar none the highest COVID percentiles of any country in the world, and that's and we're not actively testing. You know, like. Just imagine how much higher the actual figure is if we actually offered free testing to our people like every other first world country is doing. That's awful. But something good just came out of what you said, Philip, which is when you said Bar None, I had a quick flash in my brain of a new sitcom called Bar None, spelled N-U-N. And what it is, it's a, it's a nun who's real stressed out, and every day she goes to a bar. So it's sort of like, it's like Sister Act meets Cheers. It's called Bar None. And she goes in, and she's a real heavy drinker, possibly alcoholic. And she... Well, if she's Catholic, you know she's an alcoholic. (laughs) And every night she goes into the same bar and they go, hey, none. And she she has a drinking habit is the joke. And we love that. And she, you know, she gives advice. And there's probably one of those, uh, what do Catholics have? Those little confessionals? There's probably one of those at the bar. And there's all kinds of fun and tension. Uh, I just... I just had that idea. Do you guys want to I like su- this support idea. that at all? Oh, thank you. No, it's a uh, honestly, we could use that kind of feel good comedy in these days. <laughs> yeah, I like jokes about alcohol. Oh wait, no, I'm just a no butt guy. Uh, no, it's a fucking terrible idea, Adel. Just shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for keeping it real. I appreciate your honesty. I uh, no, I do think that uh, we ha- it's going to be tough to be optimistic for the few coming years. But I think that if uh, as a, as as American civilization, we do start. Put like you said it way earlier, and if we start putting coronavirus in the actual mainstream media instead of just in the news, people will start taking it seriously. There's a chance we can get past this, like in a year or so. And mm-hmm. I do think that if we have a, you know, after a few years of the Biden presidency, uh, hopefully progressives actually have enough of a voice next time around that we can start changing shit. 
like especially like starting in 2022 preferably but you know i am wonderfully optimistic that in the next 80 to 120 years we will have a decent president <laughs> at least one at least one i don't know man 80 to 100 years that's only like I mean, 20 that, presidents max that or the entire human species by that point has eviscerated itself one way or another. And then, you know, we don't need to worry about who's president because the dolphins, you know what? The dolphins make the dolphins will find some great presidents. Douglas Adams had it right, baby. Dolphins going to take over. Well, I mean, they, the dolphins actually fled. So, so no, but and thanks for all that's the true. Yeah, that's true. We should hook up with the dolphins. Maybe they'll take us wherever they go. And that's, that's honestly, that's the smart move right now is learn dolphin. Because it's going to pay yeah. off div- huge dividends in the next uh, couple decades. Smart money's on the dolphins. <laughs> I have nothing else to offer on this topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, Is that a good place to end? <laughs> I think, yeah. No, I mean, we do appreciate you having you on, Adel. Uh, real quick, uh, I, I know I kind of plugged your podcast at the beginning, but is there anything else you want to plug real quick? Uh, I think you covered it all. Uh, thank you. Thank you truly both so much for having me on. This was a, a delight. And um, I hope you realize any any hard times I gave you was a joke and just having some fun. And I, and you, you two uh, made me feel very comfortable. Otherwise, I would not, not have joked as I joked. But yeah, check out Hello from the Magic Tavern, sort of improvised fantasy podcast. And Hey Riddle Riddle, which is me and two hosts trying to solve riddles and doing improvised scenes along the way. And then I do a, a podcast with my sister called Siblings Peculiar, so you can check those out. And you can check out our Patreon for Hey Riddle Riddle at hey riddle riddle dot, uh, sorry, at patreon.com slash hey riddle riddle. Just saying, as a listener to the first two, both astounding podcasts, the bonus content thank for you. Hey Riddle Riddle is even better than the main show, so do sign up for the Patreon. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we definitely say that all the time where we're like, I feel like the Patreon's better than the main feed. And good, good to hear that that's, uh, that's the case. Thank you, thank you again so much, Adel, for being on. Um, huge delight. And uh, oh, is there anything you guys want to promote? Uh, let's see here. Promote. <laughs> come to come listen to this yeah, podcast <laughs> that you're currently listening to. Um, check if out. you're listening, if you're listening to it just at the plugs, go ahead and rewind this bad boy and listen to it from the beginning. Honestly, <laughs> if listen to this if on this loop the for the rest of your to, life, which is very likely because it's the one with Adel's name slapped on it, so it'll probably get more than the standard like twelve listens we get. We recommend our episode on billionaires, episode two, easily the best one we've got so far. Hell yeah, I'll listen to that, baby. Um, yeah, and we're right. on SoundCloud. In case this, again, if this is the only episode you're listening to, so it's kind of a pain in the ass service because it's not like Spotify or one of those convenient ones, but it's what we got. Oh, and I also want to mention if you're ever in Chicago, uh, what I want you to do is go to Chicago. Um, what you're going to do after you get to Chicago is go ahead and leave Chicago, drive 45 minutes outside of the city limits, and go to a little place called Medieval Times. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a garbage place. <laughs> the only cultural uh, spot in Chicago. Don't worry about it. Or go to Wrigleyville and get beaten up. Yeah, get beaten up or threatened. All right. Sorry, we've been keeping you too long, Adel, again. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time, and I hope that... Uh... I've been I've been keeping myself. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, no, it's been an absolute delight. All right. Bye. Peace. Thanks, Adel. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I am told...